Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hey friend, welcome to Red Hot Mindset, where we step into the fire of refinement and come out stronger. On Tuesday, I shared a more personal story of examples of different idols I've had to release throughout different seasons of my life. It kind of seems like this month we're focusing quite a bit on idols and why we need to identify them in our lives and loose ourselves of them. I think this is an important topic for us to discuss. Anything that takes the place of God in our lives or in our minds is essentially an idol. God wants the number one spot in our lives before our families, before our careers, before our outside activities. So I'm asking, have you taken the time to evaluate if anything in your life is consuming your mind or replacing your time with the Lord? If you haven't done this in a while, I encourage you to take some time to do this this week. Get alone with your journal and write out your thoughts. Seek the Lord and ask him if anything is consuming your mind and taking the place of him. There are so many different things that can be idols in our lives. And today's Thursday Tidbits plays off that topic. And it also plays off how to avoid these idols. One way to avoid creating idols in our lives is to hold things we love loosely. Hold our kids loosely. Hold our finances loosely. Hold our passions or hobbies loosely. When we hold on too tightly is when things can consume us and turn into idols that control us. Today, we're going to talk about this in relation to our kids. I'm sure we'll discuss the other topics further in other episodes because they're just as important. Holding loosely to our finances, holding loosely to our passions is important. But there's enough to talk about in just the area of our kids. So that's what we're going to dive into right now. We need to learn how to hold loosely to our kids. Man, as soon as I became a mom, I felt this overwhelming love that I've never experienced before. A love for my own children is a love like none other. No matter how disobedient or defiant they may be, and no matter how angry I might get at times, I still swell with love for them. And as I picture that unconditional love that I feel for my own kids, I imagine the kind of love God has for me. No matter how bad I mess up, he still loves me. No matter how far I stray, he takes me back. I can't be bad enough for him not to love me. Can you picture that kind of love? Now, after having my own kids, I have a tiny bit more understanding of it, but I'm not sure I'll ever comprehend just how wide and how deep God's love really is for me. And it's the same love for you. He has that same love for you. But no matter how much I think about that love and how much I love my kids, my love for my kids is null in comparison to God's love for them. And the biggest reason we need to hold our kids loosely is because they are not ours. They are God's. And he gave them to us to train them up in the Lord. 
He entrusted them to our care and we can hold on so tightly that we never want to let go. But there comes a time that they grow up and whether we like it or not, we have to let them go. We have to release them. And if we're holding on too tightly, they're not going to know how to fly. Isn't that so true? So today, we're talking about different steps to holding our kids loosely. So I have three steps for you. And the first step is don't fall under the temptation to live vicariously through them. We need to consider their passions and hold what we want for them loosely. That's a hard one, isn't it? All the things we ever wanted in life that we never got. Aren't those the same things that we want for our kids? Maybe it's excelling in a specific sport or it's advancing in a certain career or it's making more money than you did or whatever it is. The list can go on and on. We want better for our kids than what we had. That's just natural. That's just normal. But sometimes we put our expectations and our plans on them without even realizing that it's not what they want for their own lives. They may not be called to be the basketball superstar or the high esteemed lawyer. They may not do well under the pressure that we tend to put on them when we try to live vicariously through them. If they hit these marks and accomplishments, it's like we're hitting them when we're trying to vicariously live through them, right? So we get kind of puffed up and we can toot our own horn or brag about them and have this pride. But the problem with this thought process is that just like we can't take the blame for all the bad choices that they will make in their life, we also can't take the credit for all the good things that they accomplish. They are their own little humans with different skills and talents and different callings from God. So I think about the fact that my older two boys are really immersed in their gymnastics careers right now. My oldest has high hopes of going to the Olympics one day, and he can get there. How easy would it be for me to pressure him and to live through him? I mean, that would be so cool. I actually think back in college, when I was doing Olympic-style weightlifting, one of my goals was to go to the Olympics. It was to go to the 2008 Olympics. Now, obviously, I wasn't training hard enough. I wasn't doing enough, um, but it was still in my mind. So how much could I put that on him? How easy would it be for me to pressure him and live through him and see him accomplish his dream? And in a way, it's like I accomplished my dream, right? But that's not really the case. And pushing, I don't want to push him until he doesn't love the sport anymore and not allow him room to grow or to make a mistake. I don't want to not allow him to you know, I don't want him to have injury, but when he does get injured, I don't want him to feel pressure like, oh man, you must not have done that right, or you just weren't good enough, or whatever. That's not what we want for our kids. You know what? And when we live vicariously through them, when they do well, we feel accomplished. When they do well, it makes us look good. But guess what that is? That's a selfish mindset. That's an unloving mindset. We need to cheer our kids on. We help them discover their giftings and their skills. We do what we can to help them with their goals and dreams. But as soon as we let their accomplishments affect what we think about ourselves and who we are, that's when we know that we are holding too tightly to our kids and trying to live a new life through them. Don't do that. 
Don't get caught in that temptation. Allow your kids to flourish and grow in their own ways, discovering what lights them up and listening to God for their own calling and their own journey. The second thing we need to not do in order to hold our kids loosely is not allow them to dictate our schedule and our time. And I'm talking to you, mama. (laughs) I know the trap. It can be so easy to make your schedule or day revolve around your kids. And actually, in some cases, I suppose it has to. When they're babies, they do dictate when they eat or sleep. And we need to make sure that they get to school and they're fed and taken care of, right? So there are certain things that they do dictate. And there are certain responsibilities that we have as moms to ensure the well-being of our kids. But do you say yes to everything they want to do, even if you know the schedule is tight and it will cause a ton of stress in your day? Do you put them in their activities ahead of carving out time with your husband or carving out time with the Lord? Do you run from here to there to everywhere all day long just to make your kids happy? That's what I'm talking about when I say don't let them dictate your schedule. Now, this is coming from a mom who spends six hours in the car. Um, I do that most weekdays for my kids. I drop the older boys off at the gym at 7 a.m. I drop the youngest one at the charter school at 8 a.m. And then I go back and pick up the kids, uh, my other boys, at 9.30. We go home, we do school, we eat lunch, and then we do it all over in the afternoon. I bring my older boys to gym. I get my youngest from school. And then we sit at the gym to wait for the older boys to be done. Now, that is actually kind of a crazy schedule, and it does somewhat revolve around my kids, but I still make sure I have my time. I get up in the morning to spend some time with the Lord and journal before we leave. I run in the mornings between dropping my youngest at the charter school and picking up the other two at the gym, so I utilize that time in there, and in the afternoons, I do a bit of work in the car while I'm in between drop-offs and pickups. but you know what? They also know that I'm going to say no to them hanging out with friends sometimes on the weeks that we haven't had much family time. Like if we haven't had that family time or felt that connection, I'm going to make sure we have that. Uh, If their extra activities are causing stress on me or my husband, then we look at it and decide what we can eliminate for the week. Every Sunday evening, we have a family meeting where we share what we liked that week, what we may not have liked, and anything coming up for that next week. So we kind of talk about the schedule then. And we talk about what we can and can't add in there. And it's also a great way to involve our kids in the planning, but not allow them to dictate our schedule. So you're going to have to come up with a way that works for you. Maybe you just evaluate every week how it went. Did you focus too much on their schedule and not enough on making time for the Lord or your husband or yourself? Did things feel balanced to you throughout the week? Was anything out of balance that you need to address? Those are things you want to evaluate on a weekly basis, maybe even a daily basis, but you do want to evaluate those things because we can get really caught up in our own, in our kids' schedules and let them dictate them for us. And instead of following uh, what we need to be following, instead of following our own calling, instead of um, helping others and doing other things. So don't allow your kids to dictate your schedule. And the third way to hold your kids loosely. Don't hold them back from making mistakes or taking risks. And I know this is a hard one, isn't it? I'm bad at this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm really bad at this one. 
man, we don't want our kids to make mistakes, do we? We don't want them to have to learn the hard way. I mean, I don't anyway, and I'm guessing you don't either. I sometimes want to just do everything for them. And I want to tell them exactly what to do and make them do things the way I want because I don't want them to make a mistake. One of the hardest things about being a parent is watching your own child make a mistake when you know you could have prevented it in the first place. But how else will they learn? Now, there's a difference between letting them take risks that will harm them or someone else and letting them take risks that will have consequences, but they're not putting themselves in harm's way. I'm not going to let my youngest just walk into the road because it's a choice he wanted to make that day. When the consequences could be harmful, we hold them back and talk to them about the why. I will run after my child who is chasing after his Frisbee, who is about to run into oncoming traffic, and I will pull him back so hard and so fast right away immediately. Like, I will not let him make that mistake. I will not let him take that risk. But if I tell him to make sure he has everything ready for gymnastics and he forgets his grips at home, I'm not going to allow him to dictate my schedule and I'm not going to make a special trip to bring them to him. Actually, one of my boys did do that once. Uh, And he had to suffer the consequences of forgetting. It could have been some pushback from the coach since he couldn't do everything that day. It could have been extra rips on his hands because he didn't have the grips to protect them. But if I would have gone home, grabbed his grips, brought them to the gym, then he wouldn't have learned a lesson of taking personal responsibility for making sure he has everything he needs when he goes places. And guess who hasn't forgotten his grips since, right? That's a part of making mistakes. When we make a mistake, we learn from it. And then we remember for the next time not to do it most of the time, right? Maybe it's telling them to do their homework and then letting them decide to or not. Do we risk letting them do poorly on the test the next day or getting a bad grade? Yeah. But if we bail them out, then how will they learn personal responsibility when it comes to their work? If we do everything for them and hold them back from making mistakes or taking risks, then they will continue to be dependent on us long after they should. We are called to train our children, not to hold them back, not to keep them from making mistakes. And yes, if you're a helicopter parent, I'm talking to you. (laughs) You know who you are. Uh, When we go hiking, here's an example. One of the hardest things for me is trusting them near the edges. If you have boys, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not sure girls are the same. I'm sure some of them are, and some of them take a lot more risks than others. But boys especially try to get as close to the edge as possible. And one of the hardest things for me is trusting them near those edges. These places that we hike have large cliffs and giant drop-offs, and they scare me a lot. And yes, I go to the edge or close to it but I also am in control of myself, so I understand. But when I'm not in control of my own kid, like I'm not in their body, I don't have the control that I want and that I seek, right? So I love hiking and it's one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite family things to do, but man, my heart rate just rises when my kid's near an edge. And my oldest loves the edges. He wants to see how close he can get. He wants to do handstands right near the edge. I mean, he is a risk taker. And you know what? It irritates him when I say, that's far enough, or 
be careful. I do that a lot. I'm like, oh, be careful. Usually after they already stumbled um, or stay away from the edge, not any closer. Don't get any closer. Yeah, I do that. And um, it stresses him out and he hates it. He does. And so sometimes when we were like the last hike we went on, he just sat in the middle and he wouldn't even go anywhere near the edge because he was so irritated by me. And honestly, there is, there is some merit in being concerned about um, them being near the edge because their brains really aren't fully developed quite yet. So they may be willing to risk more than they should. But that's where we come in. If I never let them get at least close to the edge, though, then they miss out on the view. So we came up with a deal now. And so what they have to do is they have to stay one step further back than they want to or than they feel comfortable. And it has to be at least a foot away. <laughs> so not just inches from the edge. So it still terrifies me, but I still have to learn how to hold them loosely and how to let them take their own risks. Obviously, I'm not going to let them fall off the cliff. So if they get way too close, I'm going to be that one pulling back and saying no. But I need to let them risk some things. When we hold on too tightly to them, we enable them to be dependent, to not learn personal responsibility or consequences. And we can ultimately hold them back from growing. The most important thing we need to remember in all of this is that our children are God's children and we need to hold them loosely so he can mold them into the men and women he created them to be. We get to guide them. We have the privilege to train them and we get to help them. But when we hold on too tightly, we lose sight of our ultimate role in their lives. So wrapping up the three ways to work to hold loosely to your children are the first, don't fall under the temptation to live vicariously through them. Let them live their lives. Let them have the passions that they want. Number two, don't allow them to dictate your schedule and your time. And number three, don't hold them back from making mistakes or taking risks. No matter how hard it is on you, because I know it's hard on me. <laughs> you know, I hope this was helpful for you today. I know that I'm a work in progress and all the things I talked about, I've actually done. And it's a reminder to me that God is in control and my children are not my own. My children are gifts from God that I get to cherish. And I want them to learn how to make good choices, to take personal responsibility and to go after what they feel they are called to do and to do it passionately. I challenge you this week to love your children deeply, but to hold them loosely and allow God to come in and refine them. Hold them loosely so that when the time comes to release them into the world, they'll be ready to fly. And in all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, 
be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.